When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Heyo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox postgame show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio B. The B stands for, I guess, the Bob of Lou Bob. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess burger. Bombs. Bombs. Bombs by like burger. Bombs. Uh, Three bombs for the White Sox today. Lance Lynn didn't give up any bombs. By burger, beets, and Bobbert. All right, there you go. Uh, welcome into Studio B of our CHG offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Actonwall23. He is our CHGO White Sox community leader. Thank you to Joey Spathis for producing us today. Um, after You're welcome, Sean. A, a, a very exciting pulse trap lottery that we fucked up. <laughs> so I guess this is the second... It's the second time in two years that Bulls fans have done this, which is, I didn't know that. Oh, that's fine. Or second time in three years, because I guess it would have been a couple years ago that the pick uh, swap with Orlando, but we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're getting uh, made fun of a little bit. We're a foolish bunch. Oh, well. I think that'll go viral. It'll be nice yeah. to laugh at ourselves every once in a while. The Hawks went viral for their celebration that was warranted, and we all here were hugging. Joey jumped into my arms for the Bulls, <laughs> giving their 11th pick to the Orlando Magic. I did, yeah, and I fully it. jumped into Big Dave's arms, and he was carrying me for at least, you know, two or three seconds, and so... we can do that next year when the White Sox are in the draft lottery. Sure. Hey, 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 hey. We're coming to you live after a White Sox win. Take that out of your mouth. What are you doing? This team's now 15 and 28. Here we go. Here we go. I mean, the Guardians. Minnesota's looking behind. They're like, what does that sound? It's the White Sox only White eight, Sox, ga- eight and a half games behind us? Oh, it, shit. Here they come. Thundering bats of every uh, batter three through nine on the lineup. Don't ask one to two to show up to their job because they really can't. We're good. We're uh, good. But, but they're going to bat one and two no matter what. Uh, we're coming to you live after a White Sox winner. Uh, and it was a pretty emphatic one. Uh, eight to three, right? It was yep. the final eight to three. Uh, home runs from Gavin Sheets. That one was a three runner. A uh, home run from uh, Jake Berger. That was a two runner. And uh, Louis Robert, why not? A little solo shot. Which one was your favorite? My favorite was the Gavin Sheets one. It continued the momentum they're having in that inning where you saw it. Tim got on, and then you get Andrew Benintendi hit into a GIDP. I think you called that. And the innings kind of sucked out of you in a regular White Sox inning in a season this year. You see Luis Robert ground out weekly to somebody, but 
Mike Napoli or Mike Napoli. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's an old one. Um, Close enough. Yeah. Zanino. Mike Zanino is like trying to reach for the ball on the plate, apparently. And Luis Robert hits a good portion of his hand and some of the glove and takes it right off and gets catcher's interference. Then they continue that inning. Yohan wants a single, which Luis Robert was stealing on, and he scores from first base because he has blazing speed. And then you get the single, I think, from uh, Andrew Vaughn, and Gavin Sheets does not miss a stitch of that ball. A garbage pitch by Shane Bieber. I think he was trying to do either a cutter or a backdoor slider. It did not do either of those two things. It stayed up, and Gavin Sheets put punishment to that ball. That was the deciding factor because, yes, getting that one run was awesome by Luis Robert, but you knew the Cleveland Guardians would come back no matter what. When getting the four-run lead in that inning, I was like, okay, Lance is pitching the way he is. I think our bullpen is solid enough. Four runs might do it for the White Sox. If it doesn't, I think they still have some offense in their uh, arsenal for the rest of the innings to get some more runs, which they did. Yeah, you know, I mean. Which one's your favorite? Uh, Victor makes a good point. Berger's now at nine home runs. If he keeps that pace, he'll be at 30-ish by the end of the season or, well, or so. I think well, he's under 100 plate appearances and has nine homers already. Well, he could, you know, get more if he literally was getting actually more at-bats, not batting him ninth in the order. Possible. It's dumb. Um, It is dumb. And we won't actually have a reasoning on why that happens because, again, that's a trade secret. That's a, that's, a, that's a secret sauce that the White Sox are cooking up just for themselves. Uh, but Luis Robert just hit his 12th home run. Uh, that's a very important number because he hit 12 last year in 98 games. And in 2021 in 68 games, he hit 13. So he is one away from tying his career uh, home run uh, total, which is, I, I think, huge. I mean, you could just kind of see the growth of the player. I know that maybe we don't want him, or maybe, you know, you specifically don't yes. like the way that he's uh, taking the route to improving, but nonetheless, we can't deny, and look at the numbers, uh, four straight games with a home run. Um, he's crushing mistakes, um, and he's doing it with consistency at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think I'm convinced that Vinny had a uh, report yesterday in our off day show that him and Pedro have been working on pitch selection and when to swing the bat early in the game. You saw Shane Bieber trying to get him going out for his slider off the plate and Luis spit on one or two of them. You know, he's not going to do it all the time because, you know, a hitter's a hitter and he probably has his weaknesses and you could see him kind of laying off those pitches. But when a ball is in the zone and a pitcher makes a mistake, Right before that pitch was thrown, I was 3-1. I was like, Luis Robert, get the best swing you have ever had a swing before. And he aired it out, and Mm -hmm. he crushed that ball. The at-bat before that, it was a 3-1 pitch, a fastball that was above the zone. He he swung at that one and whiffed on it. And I said immediately, like, I'm fine with that. He's trying to go for the downs. It didn't matter where the ball was at. I like that type of aggressiveness, especially where the game was at. Let's get an extra run, get an extra tally. And he finally did that with that solo home run he hit. And it was a no-doubter. We heard the sound and the trajectory. Luis Roberts on one, four home runs in a row, four games with a home run. I said that if he hits one tomorrow, he'll tie Anthony John Brzezinski for the team record with five games with a home run. Do you know what he currently is in the lead of, though? What is he? RBIs for the White Sox? Um, runs for the White Sox. Well, I don't know about that. I know home runs for the White Sox. Uh, not RBIs. Uh, That's Andrew your man, Vaughan. Andrew Vaughn. Yeah, Andrew Vaughn has 30. Luis Robert Jr. has 27. Um, Luis Robert leads the American League in home runs. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Aaron wow. Judge with 11. Devers with 11. Adelis Garcia in Texas with 11. And Brett Rooker. 
out in Oakland, who is the only guy that's currently uh, still playing uh, who could possibly tie Luis Robert with a home run, uh, has 11 as well. So right now, as we speak, Luis Robert currently leads the American League in home runs in 12. And he's that. He is that. Like, when you say one of these names doesn't fit with the others, it's not Luis Roberts. It's that Roker guy at the end. But Luis Roberts should be at the top with Aaron Judge, with the Giancarlo Stantons, with the Gallows if he ever gets up there because he has that much talent. You see how effortless that home run was today. Just easy swing, crushed through the zone, and that ball was murdered. Every time he puts bats a ball, he is a threat to do some things. And we saw, I think, one of his most underrated things is his base running today where I just talked about that single by Yohan Mankata. Literally, a single. Luis Robert, after the guy in right field dove for the ball, is like, I'm in. Easily scored that run, standing up, because he's got that blazing of that speed. This is why I hold him to the standard that I hold him to, because he is this good all the time. And if he can be this good with staying healthy, the sky's the limit for him. And shout out to Gordon Beckham. We got 15 likes right now. Make sure you're hitting that uh, thumbs up button. Uh, no expert says serious question about Robertson's strange streak. When he looked god awful, he was literally swinging at everything, no matter uh, how out of the zone it is. Why do pitchers even throw him anything in the zone? Thank you. Well, I mean, there's an easy way. I mean, we could look at the home run. He got 3-1. Yeah. And that's the thing is he, he spit on pitches. He had eight balls that he took today. So credit to Luis Robert. He's not swinging at everything. So, that I mean, just a credit to Luis Robert Jr. there. I mean, that, that's, that's one thing that uh, I don't know if that work has, you know, improved that. But he is being more selective. He is getting into hitters counts. And then when they throw a mistake, he murders it. Yeah. I would, I still wouldn't, and no expert, you're right. I would not throw him a strike. Yes, I know he's been patient, but the worst he can do is a walk, and I would face the guy who's behind him. Right now, yeah, hell yeah. I'm throwing, I'm facing anybody else in that White Sox lineup. Yeah, Andrew Vaughn, too. I'm facing him instead of Luis Robert. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, we just showed his stats on the off day. It was like he's batting 422. Yeah. Um, and I think that's only gone up in mm-hmm. the past, you know, month. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't want to face Luis Robert Jr. right now. And, I mean, it's the same thing. And, and thank God the White Sox have needed this. It's, it's a thing like, you know, Vinny Pasquatino. It's a thing like Byron Buxton. When they're in zones, you really can't throw anything in the actual zone to them or they're going to hit it 300-plus feet. And that's really what Luis Robert's in right now. It's, it's exciting to see that. If pitchers don't want to throw him or, or balls, right, and, and they just want to throw him strikes – that's fine with me. Yeah. I mean, shit, he'll just keep hitting balls 500 feet. I'm, I have no issue with that. He punishes balls. Oh, my God. It's he's, so fun to watch. He is so fun. It's, we finally got one of those guys. I mean, I know we've had him for a while, but Sean just said his career high in home runs is, what, 13? That's because he doesn't play a lot. He has never played over 100 games. Imagine if we get 125. I'm just asking for 125. I'm not asking for the whole kit and caboodle of 150 or 162, which you can't do anymore because he missed one game. Um, but I'm asking for 125. I think we'll see phenomenal numbers, and I think he can carry a team with his bat alone, and we see what he does with the glove already. Yeah, and we see what he did with his feet. I mean, again, getting on base because of Zanino and just flying around the bases. Thankfully, uh, Luis Robert or, uh, Pedro Grafal sent Luis Robert Jr. Uh, on that play to get him in motion. Yohan Makata making that contact and allowing Luis Robert to score all the way from first base, uh, just using that insane talent speed. And it's great to see him healthy and playing 42 out of the 43 games so far. Uh, I'm, you know, 
fingers crossed that that's the man that stays healthy because, you know, the other guys can drop like flies and go on the IL for 10 days, 15 days. But if that guy goes out, um, you know, it, it's no longer Tim that's stirring this drink. It's, it's Luis Robert. I mean, he's the whole damn drink. Um, <laughs> Love watching him play baseball. Um, we're gonna take a quick break, uh, and, and, and I honestly do think too. Like the second he he breaks the streak, send him down to Charlotte. Yeah. Right? Where's Chris Johnson? They need to teach him how to swing. You know, they need to teach him how to command. Oh wait, he's on the major league team now. Um, anyways, uh, let's take a quick break, and, and uh, we'll tell you about our great great sponsors, and then we'll talk about Lance Lynn's day. We'll be joined by Vinny Duber, and uh, I'm surprised. I don't know if you are. Uh, we didn't see any Garrett Crochet tonight. I mean. That would, yeah, that would have been a good game to get him in with a nice four-run lead and then five at the end. But, you know, he Pedro likes to go with his people. Probably had a plan to go with the people he went with today. Yeah, and we'll talk to Vinny Duber about that in just a second when he joins us later. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, let you know about Pins and Aces. They're the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear. I know you've gotten your package recently. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just wearing their hat yesterday on the show. That's literally what I was looking for. It's out there. Um and we usually get tons of compliments on and off the course when we're wearing it. They're family-owned and uh, golf and apparel business company, and uh, they make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve. It's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. So check out pinsandaces.com and use code CHGO to receive 50% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. And you can get lost on their website. they got a lot of great and different routes uh, to, uh, you know, Outfit your golf game, whether you're trying to look for uh, a driver cover, maybe uh, something for your top, right? Your your your, your, your bottoms. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, I have a polo your, shirt. Your head. You got a polo shirt? Yeah, it's a nice quality. It's not that run of the mill polo shirt. It's a one of those polo shorts that you're like, okay, this is this I'm taking it up to the next level. Th- that you this is how you this is how you golf. This is what golfers wear. <laughs> you can play golf in. Yeah, not just a regular <laughs> polo shirt that you wear to like dinner or with your mom, which I did. Um, it's their actual polo shirt where the golfers wear. We got some flexibility, got some air blowing through it. Uh, it's nice. Make you feel like an athlete. It does. Um, and hey, maybe you want to watch these athletes. Maybe you want to watch, uh, you know, people at the, at the peak of their performance. Uh, you got to get in without stressing. And that's why you're going to buy tickets through game time. Buy tickets through your, uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be this stressful. Uh, game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Herb has gotten the game time guarantee. He found tickets in the same section and row for less when he was out in Atlanta, and game time credited him 110% of the difference within... 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Boom. Uh, And you can get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. So snag the tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Yikes. Um, Man, I try to go so fast. My my brain goes faster than my mouth. Um, Shout out to Dougie. All right. Dougie tried his best to will a home run for Andrew Benatendi. Uh, he comes in with the super chat. Great win. Benatendi disappointing all of White Sox Twitter. Great show as always, gents. Herbie, Sean, Wins, and Vinny uh, DeVito. Uh, wait, I can't read. Uh, and Vinny Doobies. Doobies. Oh, Doobies. Oh, it's, Doobies. Yeah. Gotcha. I know. It's, from here, it's yeah, small. Can you make yeah. that a little bit bigger, Joey? Sorry, my bad. Just the, the, the comments bigger on Cheers, this. Uh, yeah, that was. Thank you. Um, We're old men. Well, I'm an old man. Sean's young. 
Yeah, it's perfect. I, I am a, uh, I'm, I'm young, but I also have the eyes of a 45-year-old man. Which I am, almost. Um, Dougie and the guys, I love those guys uh, at the Chicago bums. Sports Bums. They had a nice uh, tailgate this weekend, which I missed. I, I'm out of money, guys. The Cincinnati and Kansas City thing, man. Drain, drain my finances. Got to wait till this weekend. I was going to go to today's game because uh, Brian Malone, one of the uh, heroes of the game, got an honor today. And I was, he invited me out, and I was like, ah, oh, man, I wish I can go, but had to be here. But uh want to salute to Brian Malone, salute to the, the bums, Dougie, my guy Baloney, Johnny. And HBIC, too. There you go. Uh, you want to talk about your, your $75 million man? Oh, my God. The man you, you, you bet was going to hit 10 oh home runs? Jesus. This man has to hurry. I, Bennett's saying uh, Bennett's earning every single one of those $75 million. Um, the first year is only worth $8 million. So, like, you know, is he just trying to live up to the contract? <laughs> like, is he just trying to be, like, mediocre? One did not really overperform yet? Don't they say one war, one win is worth $8 million in the, on the open market? He's trying to get there. <laughs> that's what he's trying to do. Because if he gets the two or three, he's like, hey, man, that's way too much. Way too much production I'm giving you guys. Give you almost fucking $24 million worth of value. So calm down. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. Ground balls every five seconds, singles to death, GIDP today versus uh, Bieber. Even though he came in, I guess, really hot versus Bieber. He got two hits off him. But for a corner outfielder, you're supposed to have some power. Just skosh a little bit. Right now, I would beg for the five home runs he hit last year. Beg for five home runs from our left fielder. Why do we, why do we always got to go through this? Why can't we just have a competent left fielder? And a competent right fielder. It's because the GM is the same. Yes, that is, that is a correct answer. But, yeah, I, I'm just so miffed that he is not even close to the player that we were promised, which is not a lot. It's not a lot we're asking from Andrew uh, Benintendi. Around a 300 average, in the 350, 360 on base, and maybe get to 400 slugging. That's an that's, that's average-ass player, and he can't even be that. He's not close to that, and he's still betting second. As you said, Pedro's fucking stubborn as hell. You got your second-best hitter hitting eighth, and Gavin Sheets is uh, in the running for your third-best hitter, even though I know you're going to say Vaughn is probably better than both those guys. But they're hitting at the bottom of the lineup, and you got this guy getting the second-most at-bats in your lineup and doing the stuff that he's doing today. Good. Two hits, but we're process over results. Hit a ball over the fucking fence. Get a double every once in a while. Something. This is annoying. This is uh, depressing, too. It's not like these people are pitching him tough. Shane Bieber was getting crushed today. He got hits on pop, on top of hits even before that inning started. But Benintendi is just not putting it all together. But I think your theory about the handmate bone that he broke late in last year might have some credence to it because there is no power there. And Tim has no power either. Which is yeah. very odd. I don't know what's going on with TA7. Um, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. And, you know, Ben Attendee, as bad as his 272, 333, 338 looks, TA coming in with a 257, 299, and 307 slash line is not better. Um, That's at the top of your lineup every day. Yeah, I mean, it, we're, we're really coming in on a full year since Tim Anderson has hit a home run. I mean, and, and you know, he is known for playing subpar defense, made another error tonight, uh, overthrowing uh, Andrew Vaughn. Like, I think you make two errors. I don't know if they called that, that Jimenez or Rosario play an error, but two tough, 
patting the ball. And Rosario gets down that line, and of course he beat that out. On in live, I saw that Rosario beat that out in the umps right there. He said safe. Come on. I mean, he said out. Come on up. Yeah, one actual error credited on the score sheet. So I think the Rosario one was a hit. Um, he had one hit today. So um, I, I would say that that's going on. But I mean, you know, Tim's supposed to be making great contact. Tim's supposed to be getting on base. He's supposed to be a guy that, you know, is, is kind of ultra aggressive, not striking out. And when he is, you know, it's because he's put three balls in play already. Like, I, I, I'm concerned about him. I, it, it seems health related, but it also seems like he's lacking confidence. Yeah, I it, he can bust out of it tomorrow versus Battenfield, Peyton Battenfield, whoever the hell his name is. But what is he bringing to the table right now? The defense is struggling. The bat is struggling. He can't steal bases. Like when he's on first, uh, I think Jason said when he first got on, he's like, Tim's got five stolen bases. Those are all before the injury. Mm-hmm. He has not come close to even attempting a stolen base today. And or this uh, on this other side of his injury, and he's probably still hurt as the White Sox are want to do to get him up and running on the major league field and do his rehab that way. And I think he should be sitting out if he's not 100% healthy because what does he bring to the table? If he's bringing regular Timmy with the bat, baby, let's go. Otherwise, he's a detriment right now. Yeah, he's not bringing anything extra to the team. Well, and I mean, they are in a tough spot. Like, who the hell is Alvis Andres is out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you're going to call up Lenin Sosa and your middle infield is going to be Lenin Sosa and Hans Alberto. I mean, Hans yeah, Alberto is hitting much better than Tim is right now. Yes, he is. Um, much better. Not trying to slander Hans got Alberto, um, who went two for four today. Um, just saying, I don't want him playing second base, let alone shortstop or Lenin Sosa playing shortstop. Uh, let's jump into. The big bastard. Oh, yes. All right, seven innings for Lance Lynn tonight. Seven hits allowed, three runs, one earned, no walks, seven Ks, uh, only one earned because uh, Tim, Tim Anderson made that error, allowed a guy on base, uh, and then uh, I think, who was it, Quan ended up driving in the runs, I think. Uh, but what did you make of Lance tonight? I thought that he possibly could have comp- pitched a complete game, but the seventh or the eighth mm-hmm. actually got away from him a bit there. He was attacking the zone. First pitch strikes were on his, on his agenda, and he was filling the zone up with strikes. He, it felt like he didn't give a damn where, you know, if Cleveland's going to attack him or if they're going to try to hit this. He was hitting his corners. He was hitting the, the cutter was crisp today, which I think is vital for him because he doesn't have a lot of variations in his. I mean, you know, he has a fastball, forcing fastball. He's got his sink. He's got his cut. But those are all fastballs. They're around the same 84 to 94 mile per hour. Like he throws his change up and uh, curveball very seldom. So he's depending mostly on fastballs and he had his location right. And it does help that you don't have Jose Ramirez, but they still got some actual hitters in there and he shut them down pretty easily. I didn't feel anything today was um, off. He even pitched over airs. Andrew Vaughn missed a foul pop. The next pitch struck the guy out. Then you have that in the inning uh, after that where Yasmani and Andrew come together. Yasmani drops a foul pop. He pitches over that, strikes him out. That's what a teammate has to do. Sometimes your team is not going to field the ball correctly. Same thing with Tim's air. You saw Lance's reaction like, ah, come on now. But then, you know, he kind of tried to bear down. But at that time, I think it was over 80 pitches. It's tough to reach into the gas tank for more after you've already done that multiple times in the game. But, the big bastard, I was asked today and multiple times, 
is Lance having troubles with the pitch clock? I was like, no. People who talk about the pitch clock, and this is for Tim and for Jose Abreu, they're using it as an excuse for their poor starts. I think Lance will never use that excuse. He's been all right when, like, the game where he almost threw a no-hitter. In this game, he was crisp again. So I don't think the pitch clock is an excuse for anybody. They're playing under the same rules as everybody else. If you use that excuse, I think you're just finding something. If Tim was having a good year, he wouldn't hate the pitch clock. It's just you're struggling where you haven't struggled in years past. So you got to find what's the difference. The pitch clock becomes the enemy. I agree. Um, I, I, I have not seen Lance Lynn struggle because of the pitch clock. I mean, he is one of the quicker workers with the pitch clock. It's not like he is consistently using the full pitch clock to his advantage or to try to, you know, build up for that pitch. I mean, he, he's consistently working, de- delivering, and, and, and rocking. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just an excuse. I think he's just not located. That's what he's been really open about. He's just made bad pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, today, he was better. Uh, feel free, Joey, to flash that one uh, full screen of uh, all the pitches he threw uh, right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, these are the ones that were put in play um, from Lance Lynn, and you can mm. see that you know, he worked a lot of the edges there. Uh, nice green change-ups, uh, low down on the zone, uh, nice sinkers inside uh, to, to, to hitters, uh, uh, consistently spotting his fastball uh, up in the zone, getting some swings and misses uh, high and above the zone as well. He was just located today. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's no way around it. Lance Lynn, when he pitches well... He's a good pitcher, and and he has this top side where Dallas Keuchel didn't. Yeah. I mean, he's been three out of the last four years, or I think three out of the last four years in the top five of Cy Young voting. The man knows how to pitch. He understands the game. He's not a thrower as Michael Kopech is currently. He's a pitcher that has run into some hard times this year, as you said. And he said in post-game interviews, I've been leaving too many balls in the middle of the zone. And when they know it's just a fastball that you're going to be throwing and it's in the middle of the zone, they can gear up for that and get it real deep. And that's what they've been doing on this year. Lance, you saw with that chart, he's keeping him on the corners. That's where he's been living his whole career because he knows if you're going to be zoning on, on a fastball and a sinker that's low and away on you, all you're going to do is ground that to the shortstop or ground that to the, the second baseman. It's going to be an easy out. Yeah, a lot. Oh, Go ahead. And he, and he uh, I think he also got seven strikeouts too tonight. So he was got that strikeout pitch too because it's fastball. His four seam fastball, crisp. Yeah, 11 whiffs on 47 swings, 22 called strikes, 34% called strike plus whiff percentage. Uh, Major League average usually sits around 29%. So Lance Lynn was throwing strikes, which we love to see. 21 balls in play. 87.6 average exit velocity. That mm. sounds like Andrew Benatendi batting. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, a nice side swipe for Andrew Benatendi. Yeah, you know, uh, let's go out to guaranteed right field. Uh, I would never side swipe this person. Vinny Duber, RCHG White Sox beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter. <laughs> At Vinny Duber, he's our CHGO uh, beat writer, and you can read his latest piece at allchgo.com. Uh, you, you all get there? Yes, there's some noise out here in the hallway. Uh, you need a well, second. I, I hope all the I hope all the cleanup uh, from the suite level is going okay. I think hey. they'll I think they'll get it taken care of. Maybe, maybe you can go interview them. I mean, maybe that's the hard cracking uh, content that we need. No. We'll see if it gets to that point. Uh, okay. A few more wins and it won't, but uh, a few more losses <laughs> and maybe it will. 
All right. Uh, well, we we just started talking about Lance here. Uh, we we kind of mentioned that he's consistently been open about what hasn't worked. He hasn't made the right pitches. I, I assume that today um, didn't end the way that he wanted to, but probably credited making the pitches tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's all about the it's all about the uh, control this evening. You know, no walks uh, and, and no walks by anybody uh, on this White Sox team tonight. I think second game in a row, Pedro was. Uh, as here we go, but uh, the <laughs> but yeah, Lance obviously had a tremendous evening. Uh, he 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 attacked the strike zone. He that I asked I asked Pedro what was different, what looked different because obviously the results were different. Anybody can tell that. Um, what looked different to him? Aggression. He said, just pounding strikes, throwing strikes. This is a guy who's done this a million times. He doesn't need to figure out how to pitch to major league hitters. He knows, and if he goes after him, he's going to have a lot of nights like tonight. We're out there doing some foley work in there, doing some uh, nice uh, sound <laughs> effects there. But I saw a great game again, of course, from Luis Robert and. The adjectives are getting weird. I mean, like, we're just running out of words to say about this guy. Today, with the first to home on a single from uh, Yoan Mancada, just the low flying there, and then the 3-1 count where usually you see White Sox batters take those pitches, and there was no take in that one. He absolutely lifted off. Are the guys kind of getting, not sick of it, but, like, falling out of words to say about Luis Robert, just like, oh, my God, this guy's on our team? Yeah, and I mean, listen, this has happened before, right? He's not only has he had these hot stretches in his career, but this is the kind of stuff that we heard all throughout that, uh, you know, weird at-home spring training before his rookie season in 2020. This is the kind of stuff that we heard when, when Tony La Russa showed up and it was, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm seeing this guy and, and, and all the tools that he has. Um, and it's the kind of stuff that you hear from everybody when you talk about Luis Robert Jr. Most of the time, it's about the athleticism and the tools. Now we can finally talk about the results on the field and you're able to see the, I mean, just the home run barrage that he's on right now. When that ball left the bat tonight, I think I made an audible noise in the press box because it was just a rocket. Uh, you know, it was, he's, he's really, really dialed in right now. Um, and hey, even some luck allows him to get a rally going for this team, right? He gets the catcher's interference call, and that just opens the floodgates for that six-run fifth inning. So, um, And again, too, like you said, the scoring doesn't start without him taking advantage of there being two outs, taking off for second base, and then a, a, just a regular base hit allows him to get all the way home. So um, the tools are out for Luis Robert, right? At the beginning of the year, we were talking about the defense. Now we're talking about the bat. You're seeing it with the running tonight. Everything is is manifesting here for Luis Robert Jr. Um, and and again, there have been times like this in his career. You go back to maybe the first month of that 2020 season, but particularly after the injury, after he comes back from the injury in 2021, the kind of MVP numbers he put up after that. Now you're looking at a guy who might get a crack at a full season here. Sean, I know you always like to bust out the fact that, you know, he's nearing career highs in some stats and, you know, home runs in particular. But, you know, it's just just play the games, just play the games. And he's going to rack these up, it seems like. Um, I mean, he leads the American League in home runs as of as of right now. That's that's pretty impressive. Um, and, uh, you know, if the rest of the lineup can come to life like it did tonight, I mean, how big were the home runs by Gavin Sheets and Jake Berger? You know, and, and Pedro pointed to Roberts as being a big one, but of course they were already winning at that point to get that big lead, to build that big lead. 
They scored 17 runs that last game in Cincinnati. They played since seven games after that. They averaged less than three runs a game to go out tonight and be able to score eight, to have a big inning, to put up a crooked number, to keep the line moving. That's things that we haven't seen a lot of from this White Sox team this year. This was an impressive showing, doing it against the team in the division, a team that won the division last year, uh, adds a little zip to it too. But um, listen, they got to have a lot of nights like tonight if they're going to crawl back into this thing. But they're showing that they're capable of it. It's just now whether or not it's going to happen with the frequency they need it to. You shared with us yesterday that Pedro has been working with Luis on his pitch selection, and we saw it today, the fruition coming through today. We worked a couple three-ball counts, and so credit to Pedro. I know we here sometimes just crap on Pedro or the, the coaches on the White Sox, but credit to Pedro and credit to Luis Robert for working the plan, and then you see the, the great results we're having now. So that's what I'm talking about when you get an actual good plan together and then the player takes that plan to the field and you see the results working out for the player. And then I know Pedro's probably way too humble and also still in the game to say, man, see, see what I can do. I'm going to take a bow, but I want to give him credit. We'll throw Jose Castro's name in there too. Obviously Pedro's the manager. He's, you know, he gets the credit for being the boss, uh, you know, when, when things go right. But Jose Castro is the guy that is the, the hitting coach who's working with Luis, you know, kind of up close and um, with the fancy machines they got back there in their new, uh, you know, uh, tunnel laboratory back there that they like to work with. So uh, make sure you throw Jose Castro's name in there, too, when you're when you're giving out the kudos when it comes to what Luis Robert Jr. has been able to do. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break here uh, and probably talk a little bit more about Luis Roberts. Something will come up. I mean, this guy's this guy's stealing headlines left and right. Uh, And we'll talk uh, a little bit about the returns or possible returns of players on the horizon, uh, mainly Vinny's article from earlier today. Want to let you know, though, about Shady Rays. It was a beautiful day earlier today and then it dropped like 20 degrees, but uh, the sun was still out. So take on the sun with gear built to last. The pneumonia, the pneumonia front, Sean. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What? Pneumonia that's front. the that's what happened today the pneumonia front I read about this online there's a name for the thing that happened that caused it to drop 20 degrees in like 10 minutes and it's called a pneumonia front who's getting pneumonia if you I don't think out- it gives anybody pneumonia but that's just what it's called that's a confusing name take it up with the weather folks take it up with Mike trout I'll take it up with this guy. This guy's a meteorologist. Who, me? Yeah, Herbie Sunshine. Oh, yeah, I forgot I am. Only in Kansas City. I got to go back down there. Okay. All right, anyways, uh, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shader Rays have you covered for the warm weather or maybe the pneumonia front ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shader Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. So you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO. Also, want to let you know about FOCO. Um, we don't have any bobbleheads in here. Um, whoops. Um, Cubs people got our 
bobbleheads out there. They're out there. They gave us some set decorations. Lovely Tim Anderson one has the facade of 35th and Shields, some red line uh, 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 signage as well. They have a Vinnie Duber one where he was out in the cactus roaming uh, along with the cacti. Um, Foco has donated some awesome pieces for our sets, and you can go show them some love at Foco.com. That's F-O-C-O.com. Get fitted in the best sports gear around. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Again, go to shifoco.com, F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Just promo code CHGO for 10% off. Vinny, your recent article at allchgo.com. Uh, had me thinking that Garrett Crochet was going to be used tonight. And, you know, especially with the, the score, I was kind of surprised we didn't see uh, 45 back in there. Uh, what's the rollout plan now that he has been activated? Yeah, well, I think the idea is just that he can do a lot of different things right now. We remember them stretching him out when he was down in the minor leagues to, to try and get him to be able to throw more than just one inning at a time, do a couple of ups, as they call him, you know, as they call them, uh, you know, come out after sitting down. Um, but also is a guy who might be used just in a high leverage situation. Or he's a guy who might be used when the matchups dictated. Obviously, he's a left hander. Uh, and, you know, Aaron Bummer, who is the lone active lefty in that bullpen right now, is a guy who has really struggled. So, you know, Garrett Crochet can come in in those situations as well. I don't know if he's going to remain a guy who kind of has three or four different jobs out there. I asked Pedro Grafol earlier today, oh, so is he kind of like a Swiss Army knife guy? And he's and his response was, well, he's prepared to be, and we'll see how it shakes out kind of thing. So um, maybe they have something specific in mind or that they hope uh, plays out. But uh, right now I think they're just happy that he can come in and do kind of whatever this bullpen needs. Obviously right now what this bullpen needs to do is pitch better and have a lot of uh, a lot more nights like they did tonight, uh, a lot more nights where they're not giving up runs. Uh, you know, we t- we've talked about it, the ERA right up there at the very top of the league or the very bottom of the league, however you want to call it, um, you know, right there with the, a team that's horrible like the Oakland A's. So, uh, you know, this is um, a bullpen that needs help, and they got it in Garrett Crochet, and they might be get- and they should be getting it soon in Liam Hendricks as well. Even people talk about how satisfying it is to get a win in general, but specifically against a top pitcher like Shane Bieber, who came in with a sub-3 area today and, you know, has treated the White Sox sometimes very poorly, especially everybody who is not Jose Abreu usually. Did they talk about, man, getting six runs off of uh, Shane Bieber has to feel good and getting him chased before the fifth inning? Well, I think that's I think they'd tell you they want to do that every day. And I think they'd want to tell you, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. They want to be able to do that every day to dig into a bullpen right quick and really make a team kind of uh, jump through hoops to get them out. Um, But yeah, Shane Bieber is usually really good against whoever. He's usually really good against the White Sox. And uh, for them to be able to do that to him tonight, Lance Lynn was guessing maybe relaying what he saw that it might have been the most hits Shane Bieber's ever given up in a start Uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw that in your uh, post-game Twitter scrolling but um, if that's the case wow a really nice job by the White Sox obviously and to hit two home runs off the guy to have that inning that they had against Shane Bieber um, it only kind of adds to how impressive it was that this offense was able to do that in that fifth inning yeah, talking about the offense, one big thing that we brought up, and I know it's your favorite topic, Vinny. I, I mean, you are going to be on the edge of your seat for this one. We're talking lineup. Um, Andrew mm, Benatendi and Tim Anderson. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, they were our, our topic yesterday. They were our headline yesterday, Tim Anderson and Andrew Benatendi. Um, it just 
kind of less about the actual lineup because I don't think we're going to see any changes, but it does seem like Pedro Grafal, whether it be Andrew Benatendi, Tim Anderson, uh, Luis Robert when he was struggling earlier in April, or even Reynaldo Lopez, Pedro Grafal is going to stick by his guys, no? Yeah, and I think the idea here is not necessarily like, oh, I'm so loyal to them that I don't care if they're not playing well. I think the idea is he needs these guys. He needs them to figure it out if this White Sox team is going to do what it wants to do. And that goes for when back when they were 0-0, zero and zero, by the way, back when the hope was that they were going to be a team that would win this division and maybe compete in the, in the postseason. Now the goal when they're 15-28 and 28 is to dig out of this hole and hope for some sort of miraculous turnaround. But if any of that is going to happen, it's going to happen with Tim Anderson. It's going to happen with Andrew Benintendi, and it's going to happen with Reynaldo Lopez, whether he's closing or not. Um, so he needs these guys to get right. And the way you get somebody right is not by demoting them, is not by, uh, you know, um, trying to pull a bunch of different levers and hoping that something works. Maybe sometimes just sticking with it and letting them figure things out is the way to work. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm sure that's not going to come as um, uh, reassuring to fans who are living in this moment to moment and are like, that guy's not getting the job done. Get him out of the top spot in the lineup. But Tim Anderson needs to be in the top spot in the lineup if if this team is going to succeed because it means he's going to be succeeding. So um, I think that's the way you can look at it and explain it. You don't have to agree with it, but I think that's a, a pretty good way to explain that is if if you give up on these guys in in mid-May, what good are they going to be to you in July and August and September? So um, that's that's how I, that's how I look at it, and I think Pedro would you know would say that he needs these guys to 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 get the job done and to figure it out. Did the research? Yes, this is the most hits that Shane Bieber's ever given out in a start. He gave up eleven hits September fifteenth, two thousand nineteen, to the Minnesota Twins, but the White Sox got him for more and in fewer innings. Yohan Mankata, like. He, as somebody up in the comments has said, has come back from injury ahead and skipped a beat. Like, it's good to see the guy just be the guy this whole season and how valuable he is to this team, both with the glove and with the bat. And it's good to see it all come to fruition now. And hopefully he's past all the injury uh, issues that he had in the past. But I just got to give him some credit because he's been nothing short of great this year. You know, we can hit more home runs, but whatever. Herb, you should have kept, you shouldn't have paused because I unmuted myself right when you paused and then that happened, but then you kept going. If you would have just finished your thought, we would have avoided all of that being on the podcast. Anyway, um, listen, they uh, needed Yohan Moncada back, didn't they? And and, and he's showing why. Um, he's He had a great World Baseball Classic. He had a great little start to the season before he went on the IL, and he's been very good since coming back. They uh, Again, it's just, you're seeing what kind of should be obvious. We've talked about it certainly enough times by now. You get all these guys in the lineup and, and something decent starts happening. And, and I think that, you know, it, and Aloy is going to be the final piece of that puzzle. That is the hope, obviously, as you've pointed out, Herb, this team has a tendency to kind of trade guys uh, on and off the IL, but um, Aloy comes back to that and it's even more so. I'm not saying it's going to be eight runs every night like it was tonight, but it's the, it's the ability to do that. And when these guys aren't in the lineup, that offense loses the ability to do that. It didn't have that ability when it was out without Aloy, without Yoan, without TA. Now those guys are coming back and you're seeing that ability come come to to, to truth. 
And you bring up uh, Aloy Jimenez. I know that obviously it's a part of your piece, so go check that out at allchgo.com. Uh, but what can you provide about Jimenez who's recovering from his appendectomy? Yeah, so uh, up, up until now, the only thing he's been cleared to do is walk. We saw him kind of speed walking around the, the warning track the other day here at the rate. Um, but apparently, as of today, he was cleared to run and do some other stuff, according to Pedro Grifol. Uh, he, he ran around uh, the outfield, or just ran around today, and then uh, came in and ran the bases a little bit. And Pedro says the hope is that he will be able to start swinging a bat uh, by the end of the week. So um, right now it looks like it's possible that it could be a, a quicker comeback than f- that four to six weeks that was initially um, outlined for Aloy Jimenez. But of course it's something that's going to be a day-to-day monitoring of and a day-to-day evaluation, but uh, he's doing well right now. I hope that uh, appendix wasn't like Samson's hair. Like he needed that appendix to be the guy who's a uh, crushing boss or that was causing all his injuries. So get that you, shit out of you, here. You don't hear of a lot. Listen, I'm a, I'm a little bit of an expert in the uh, in when it comes to the superheroes and the comic book stories, right? Exactly. Not a lot of guys are powered or gals, I should say, are powered by their appendix. Yes. Uh, you know, not a lot. That's usually that's usually not how the X Men roll. I got to be honest. Appendix bullet. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. See, it's not gonna catch on. I know. Um, su- I know surgery is tough, but I want my appendix and gallbladder taken out immediately before they explode on me. I've had people in my life both have those things. Not pleasant. Not pleasant at all. Yikes. Um, hey, then maybe we shouldn't be. Uh, you know, pushing the four, four to six week uh, recovery time. You know, I mean, let the man. I would take his time. Get back and and heal Adam up. Dunn came back in like seven days. Yeah, and how'd that go for him? I didn't go well. He no. hit like eleven home runs that year for the season. It yeah. was terrible. But wow. he felt okay. I mean, like the body, like that's the thing that's amazing, right? Like you can be perfectly healthy and only hit seven home runs. <laughs> oh, I'll hit zero when I'm perfectly healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Um, I think we all would uh, comfortably hit zero home runs if we if we took uh, 500 plate appearances in a season. So uh, no no worries on that. Um, why don't we wrap this up? We got a game tomorrow, a post game, uh, more White Sox versus Guardians baseball. Uh, very very excited. Um, the White Sox kind of got off easy though because Josh Naylor left this game in the around the fifth or sixth inning uh, with a pulled leg, hip. Yeah. Uh, tight. I forget. They called it a tight leg. Tight leg. Tight leg. Tightness. Yeah. Yeah. They did not call it a tight leg. They called it leg tightness. I called it a tight leg. <laughs> a tight leg. Uh, we all, we've all been there before. Um, but, uh, we, we have more. And no Jose Ramirez. Hey. That's what I was trying we to say. We don't play. They don't. They got no Jose Ramirez. We have no Eloy Jimenez. Even doubt. Oh. Now they feel a little pain. How we felt without no alloy. Mike Clevenger versus Peyton Battenfield uh, tomorrow, and then Dylan Cease versus one of the many Logan Allens on the Cleveland Guardians. Oof. Hey, hey, just remember this for tomorrow. New nickname for the Guardians pitcher: Peyton Love is a Battenfield. There you okay. go. Perfect. I like that. Thank you, Pat Benatar. Um, you can follow Pat Benatar on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO it's X beat writer, and go read his latest piece at allchgo.com. You snapping? Oh, we are, we are young. Oh, okay. Uh, that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at actorwall 23 The community CHGO, leader. White Sox community leader. No one can tell us we're wrong. The um, only community leader in all of CHGO. Hey, he, he does it very proudly. Uh, thank you to Joey Spathis for producing the show. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to everybody for hanging out with us in the chat. Uh, we're at Jackie Robinson Likes. Maybe we get up to Jose Contreras, 52. 
I don't think that's uh that's too much to ask for, right? He was fifty two. Was he fifty? Mm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it sounds fifty two. That sounds right. Fifty two, fifty. Any guess? Yeah, it sounds right. Okay. Fifty five was Rodon. I know that. All right, we'll get to Carlos Rodon likes at 55. Uh, we'll talk to everybody tomorrow for the post game uh, between Mike Clevenger and uh, Peyton Levis of Battenfield. Uh, talk to you then. Go Sox.